Hey, good morning. I'm Playbook co-author Rachel Bade. It's Monday, June 26th. It's going to be slow in Washington this week since Congress is out for an extended July 4th recess. But on the campaign trail, it's going to be hopping with 2024 hopefuls hitting the donor circuit before the end of the Q2 fundraising deadline, which is this Friday. One thing we're going to be watching today, President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris are going to be kicking off part two of their, quote, Investing in America tour. They're going to be announcing more than $40 billion worth of investments in new affordable high-speed internet infrastructure. And that's just the first part of this sort of multi-day, actually multi-week campaign. President Biden is going to be hitting the trail and touting what he's calling basically the reverse of trickle-down policies that Republicans have espoused for years, if not decades. President Joe Biden is going to be giving a speech on the results of what his policies have done in recent months. I'm looking at a memo that just went out at 5 a.m. this morning from senior advisor Anita Dunn and some other folks at the White House. They're going to be touting things like the economy bouncing back quicker than the CBO had projected, the 13 million jobs that Biden added since taking over the Oval Office, and a stronger financial position of the middle class despite inflation. And joining me from the campaign trail this morning, Lisa Kaczynski, my colleague, is going to be talking about Ron DeSantis's continued struggles on the trail. Good morning, Lisa. Thanks for having me. So for a while, DeSantis was considered something of a hotshot in New Hampshire, if I'm not mistaken. He had toppled Trump in an early poll in January and even sold out one of his big fundraising dinners in April. But that has changed. So what's happening on the trail there? There has been so much excitement for Ron DeSantis in New Hampshire for so long at this point. I had been talking to people really as soon as right after the midterms who were so excitedly anxious for him to come to New Hampshire. So the expectations for him there were sky high. And everything seemed to be going great up until he actually launched his candidacy. Then he comes to New Hampshire as an actual candidate. He's dragged into this tit-for-tat endorsement battle with Donald Trump over, you know, state lawmakers who are kind of a dime a dozen in New Hampshire. Now, he's been sort of the target of this statement from the New Hampshire Federation of Republican Women, who some of the members of that group, and I say some because it's not all of them, they released a statement late last week really dinging DeSantis for planning an event at the same time as their big fundraiser lunch, on Tuesday, which is being headlined by Donald Trump. So now his first visit back to the state in, you know, several weeks, he's getting slammed by this major women's group in New Hampshire. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a good way to come back. I mean, I'm looking at some of these quotes you have in your story. One person told you if there's one thing you don't do in New Hampshire, it's piss off the grassroots women. <laughs> not, a, not a good welcome back, it sounds like. Yeah, it was really kind of surprising and unprecedented for the women's group actually to put out the statement because this is a group that remains neutral in primaries and really prides itself on that. They do events with every candidate. And it just so happened that Donald Trump was the one who was headlining this big fundraiser. It really surprised a lot of people and, you know, made some people quite angry that he was scheduling against their event. Woof. Well, so New Hampshire is not a natural state for DeSantis to appeal to, right? I mean, it's not as socially conservative as, you know, say, Iowa. What can you tell us about that sort of odd play for this state for him? 
New Hampshire's really interesting because you're exactly right. It, his culture war platform does have a much more natural appeal in Iowa. He has really good, you know, personal friend in Adam Laxalt in Nevada. New Hampshire, he has a lot of supporters and there is a lot of enthusiasm. I don't want that to get lost in this for Governor DeSantis. But he's more conservative, really, than the state is. There are elements of the Republican base that, yes, of course, are that conservative in New Hampshire. But New Hampshire has open primaries. So independents are going to come in. They're going to flood this. They're going to pull ballots on the Republican side because there's not really a serious contest to draw them to the Democratic side. And those independents tend to skew more moderate. In some cases, they can even be Democrats who decide to change their party registration for this primary and be independent. And that's going to skew things. And that's you know, maybe where someone like Chris Christie, who's more moderate, sees a shot as opposed to DeSantis, who's more conservative. And you mentioned Chris Christie. I mean, I've been watching the polls there. His numbers have grown kind of surprisingly. I mean, I think he was at like five, up five points, up seven points in some of the polls recently. But one person I wanted to ask you about, Donald Trump. Obviously, New Hampshire was big for him in 2016. And it sounds like from your reporting, he's been sort of revving up in that state, has done a lot of stuff on the ground. What is his position in New Hampshire look like from where you sit? It's one of those places where I think kind of similar to everywhere in the country where he has this high floor, um, but maybe possibly a low ceiling, where he has this kind of a movable group of support in New Hampshire and elsewhere. But he's not exactly gaining any more support. He's just not really losing it. Well, that's all the time we have this morning. Lisa, thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. As for the rest of this week, tomorrow we're going to see one of the final batches of the Supreme Court rulings as the justices try to get their final cases wrapped up before July. More on that in Section 2 of Playbook Today. One of Donald Trump's top aides is going to get arraigned in Miami in the continued classified documents investigation, so we'll be watching that closely. Former South Carolina governor and 2024 hopeful Nikki Haley will be delivering a speech on U.S.-China foreign policy at AEI in Washington before also heading to New Hampshire, where she will be doing a two-day swing around the same time that Ron DeSantis is there. On Thursday, we will be watching the conservative Moms for Liberty convention, which is going to be featuring a number of the 2024 candidates. So we'll be obviously following their speeches closely. Biden will be in New York doing some campaign events and fundraising before the filing deadline. And then the president is going to be heading to Camp David. On Saturday, you're going to want to keep an eye on former President Donald Trump as he flies to South Carolina, where he's going to be doing a rally. And we'll, of course, be watching closely with Playbook if other news crops up this week. I'm Rachel Bade. Thanks for listening.